a way too early top 10 most intriguing football players for 2023. Again, we stress it way too early, but we had to do it for you. We're going to talk about the most exciting players I believe we have on the Gophers roster heading into 2023 today. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube where we're building the community. I want to know who are your top 10 favorites, even if it's just one. Just give me one player that you are most excited to see play in 2023, see the growth, see the development, see the trajectory, whatever it is. I want to know who you are most looking forward to seeing in next year's football season. Drop that in the comments below on YouTube and be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I appreciate it. Much love, but let's do this thing. I'm hoping to do more of these little fun bits, you know, take a breather away from the the chaos that is sports, away from the disappointment that we're seeing from the basketball team right now, away from all the madness. And let's talk about some way too early rankings because it's never too early, even though it's a little too early. So we're talking about the 10 most intriguing players in Gophers football in 2023. And this episode was brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. Now we're going to start this thing off with number 10. And number 10, I had some indecisiveness. I had some qualms. I couldn't pick who it was because I don't know who will win the starting job, but I put it between Darius Taylor, Zach Evans, and Sean Tyler. The running back, whoever takes helm or the two that take the lead in this running back room, I believe will be some of the most intriguing players on this Gophers football team, but who will it be? Will it be the true freshman coming in, the new hotness? Michigan wanted him. Wisconsin wanted him. Michigan State wanted him. I could keep going and going, but he had like 30, over 30 offers. The dude is a stud. He scored six touchdowns in multiple games last year. I'm not talking like six six touchdowns on the year. No, I'm saying like in two or three singular games, he had six touchdowns in each of them. On top of that, he broke his school's single season rushing single game record. Dude was balling. Darius Taylor, that man, the myth, the legend. He's early enrollee here with Minnesota, and I think he is going to be an absolute stud in the future. He can catch the ball. He previously played the slot, slot receiver position as a sophomore before he went over to the running back. They still incorporated him in the passing game. He's got the chops to catch the ball. Could he be at the lead of the helm? Maybe. We'll see. We got a new running back coach, and I think whoever wins the job, whoever does the best is going to get the job to kick it off. I think the others will be involved, but we'll see who leads the room. Or could it be the other freshman, redshirt freshman next year, Zach Evans, absolutely flashed in spring camp, 
flashed in fall camp prior to getting a little injured right before the start of the season, then came back, was bouncing back and rehabbing through that injury, then played in the Northwestern game, saw six touches for 30 yards and a touchdown. But the speed, folks, I'm telling you, we haven't seen that burst in a minute. It's been a minute and it makes you excited. It gets you going and it shows you what the future could be. Maybe we'll have a fire and ice combination. Maybe we'll see the approach of a Miriam Barber and a Lawrence Maroney once again. Something special. Even Rodney Smith and Mo Ibrahim, when they kind of were a one-two punch. Now, Rodney Smith led the way. But maybe we see more of that type of punch. And then you bring in the vet, the chiseled vet from the transfer portal, ready to make it happen, ready to show the world that he can move from the Mac to the Big Ten. Mac daddy himself, Sean Tyler, stepping in. He's had over a thousand yards for the past two seasons. He's had nearly 200 receiving yards for each of the past two seasons. He scores the football. He's efficient. He's productive. He's coming from Western Michigan, which we know is a pipeline state for this Golden Gophers program. PJ, uh, Cali, Sean Tyler, Corey Crooms, Ryan Salig. I could keep going and going and going, but we're not going to do that. So the number 10 is the running back position. Whoever leads the helm or if it's a fire and ice combo, that is the number 10 most intriguing. Number nine. Look, folks, you're going to criticize me for this. I'm going to get some flack. I'm going to get some heat, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to call it as it is because it, we're, remember, this is way too early. Now I wanted to get a big man on this list. I wanted to get some fun, the big heavies, because they're important to this team each and every year. They're one of the best rated in the country each and every year. And that is the O-line. So I locked it in with not Arianta Ersery, not Quinn Carroll, the only two starters coming back. No, I locked it in with number nine, Martez Lewis. Now, hold up. Before you come at me, before you're like Kane, Come on, man, get off it, like, stop it. We don't even know if he's going to start. You're right. We don't know if he's going to start. But I had to get an O-line in there. With the two returners, I decided to take a leap because I love the improvements we saw from Quinn Carroll, but over the year, you know, I had some frustrations. I had some struggles. I voiced those frustrations throughout the podcast, throughout the Twitter, and I slowly grew to be more accepting and look at the improvements with a subtle happiness, but you know that I was frustrated there. So we can move past that one. Then we talk about Ariante Ursary has all the athletic ability. I mean, he is athletic as all get out, but he had some struggles as well. Martez Lewis, Martez Lewis. Yes, he's still got three years of eligibility left, but the big reason why, why I put him on this list, why I'm shooting my shot, why it could be a stretch, but I'm going with it for now, was that Martez Lewis was the highest graded offensive lineman on the entire Gophers roster, according to PFF, throughout their season grading. He was ahead of John Michael Schmitz, ahead of Axel Rushmeyer, ahead of Chuck Filiaga, ahead of all the starters, ahead of all the replacements. He was the best of the best when it came to pass blocking for this Gophers team. Now enter 2023, where we should be building this thing around Ethan Kaliak Manis, where we should be having that good pass protecting, pass blocking, and that is clearly a skill set of Martez Lewis. So I think if he's given the opportunity 
he might absolutely run away with this bad boy. And nothing is saying that Quinn Carroll can't be pushed inside because he is versatile. He does have the ability to work the guard spots. Now, last year, Chuck Filiago was more of a guard role. Axel Rushmeyer was more of a guard role. Both those guys earned their spots. Quinn Carroll now could kick inside to Chuck Filiago's old spot at right guard. You throw Martez Lewis on that right tackle and voila, there we go. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm intrigued by. And that's why he makes number nine of the most intriguing gophers heading into 2023. Now, this was my Hail Mary. This was my shot in the dark. So the rest of this might be closer to chalk, although I don't think you'll know who number one is. But let's move on to number eight. And number eight for me is on the DB side of things. Now, I should stress that there aren't any other freshmen on this list. Darius Taylor is put up there at number 10, and that's not saying the freshmen can't have an impact because I like some of these freshmen. I, I got connections with some of these freshmen. I'm excited to see where they go and how they develop. But it's hard to bet all in on a freshman, a true freshman at a Big Ten program. So I'm going to lock it in with number eight, Beanie Bishop. Justin Wally, love the dude. I think he's really good. think he could be the best corner on the team. But Beanie Bishop, there's just something about him. He's got a football name, Beanie Bishop. I mean, football name, absolutely. Then he gets fans excited in the spring game. He's flying all over the field. He's got PBUs. He's in the way. He's stopping runs. And then he comes down with an injury heading into fall camp. Doesn't get the opportunity as much. Slower ramp into the season. But then he earns more and more time throughout the season. He's getting there. He's going. He's going. And dude is an absolute spark plug. I mean, so much energy, brings the hits, good in coverage. He was exciting to watch grow and develop throughout the year. Anytime tea time went down for um, some spotty injuries here and there, Beanie Bishop stepped up. He brought the energy, brought the hype. He played inside in the slot as well sometimes. And you know what? He ended up not only the highest graded Gophers cornerback, but the highest graded Gophers defender on the entire team for the Gophers in 2022. He was also a top 25 cornerback in PFF grades in the FBS and 47th in the entire nation, adding in the FCS schools as well with an 82.2 PFF grade. And his coverage grade was an 80.7. So dude can cover, dude can make it happen. He can stop in the run. He can, he had a sack on the year. I mean, he can do it all. 31 tackles, 24 solo, 7 assisted with 11 defensive stops, targeted 20 times, and gave up 133 yards with one touchdown. Hopefully, he can he can make it more of a no-fly zone. Now, that isn't too bad overall, but as more targets come his way, we got to break him up more and let Beanie do his thing. Now, he is a very likely candidate to be stepping into a starter role from the cornerback position, so that's why he comes in at number eight for me. Now, number seven is Ja Joyner. Now, the pass rush was an issue for the Gophers in 2022. And Ja Joyner, he has the team's pass rushing hopes and dreams. They rest on his shoulders. And I think he's ready for the challenge. I think that he started off kind of slow in 2022, but he finished off hot. I like who let the dogs out? He was that good towards the end of the year. He was the fifth highest PFF graded player on the defense with a 76.6 and a 76.5 in the pass rushing grade alone. Now, he's going to need to bump up some more, 
But with the new defensive line coach, the sky is the limit. It's time for him to reach a whole new potential. Think of things in a whole new way. And if you listen to when we had Galen Elmore on the show, he talked about why that is possible with Coach Winston. I think he can bring him there. I think he can do it. So that's why Josh Joyner comes in at number seven for the list. He had 32 total pressures, a team leading 32 total pressures in 22, completed and assisted or assisted, my bad, on three sacks, six quarterback hits, 23 hurries. He had 10 defensive stops as well. He's long, he's lean, he's an edge rushing machine, and he made strides each year. So now it is time. Josh Joyner, if you're listening, which I hope you are, we'll see what happens. I know sometimes some of the staff and some of the players have listened to the podcast, and I appreciate that. But, Josh Joyner, if you're listening, it's time to unleash the beast. Now, before we jump in through our next guys on the list, our six through four, we are going to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. That's right, FanDuel. FanDuel is the new sports betting tool that you need to do when it comes to being a sports fan it's so easy the nfl playoffs are here and we're excited to talk about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they're the number one sports book in america in america the whole country folks so if you're new to fanduel that's even better they have so many great features to make sports betting fun and easy New customers get to join today with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed. All you have to do is just place a $5 bet. You place a $5 bet. It doesn't matter if you win. It doesn't matter if you lose. But it feels better if you win. So try to win. $5, place $5 on a bet, and you get $150 in free bets. Guaranteed. All you have to do is sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. They've got money line, they've got point spreads, they've got player props, and more. Check it out at fanduel.com slash locked on and get that deal today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book of the NFL. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers. Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a comment down below if you haven't already over on YouTube. I just want to know, who are you most excited to see for the Gophers playing in 2023? Make it creative or make it chalk. It's fine. I just want to know who you're most excited for for the Gophers. So let's jump into my number six most intriguing prospect for the Gophers, not prospect, but player heading into 2023. And that is Daniel Jackson. Finished the season with 557 receptions or receiving yards, 557 receptions. That boy would have been working, but he did do some work. 557 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns. That bowl game, mm, music to my ears, just sweet music. On top of that, he showed in spurts throughout the entire season. He can absolutely be that guy. He can be that alpha. He can be the guy that attacks the ball, that wins in routes. Daniel Jackson showed moments that were super special. Michigan State game, 42 yards, two touchdowns. Purdue game, 110 yards. Basically put the entire Gophers offense on his back in a game that we struggled without Muhammad Ibrahim. Then you got Nebraska game, 88 yards. Wisconsin game, 86 yards and a touchdown. Then he comes out in this bowl game. And like I said, music to my ears, 73 yards, two touchdowns, absolute great catches. Dude showed he's ready. 
And man, oh man, Dirty Dan could be something special. So Daniel Jackson is number six on my list. And don't forget, this is the thing that a lot of Gophers fans forget. He wasn't ready for the year. He was injured and missed nearly all of the fall camp, missed the first two games, and was on a pitch count in the third game. People forget about that. It's important. He had to ramp back up. And by the time he got off the pitch count, he went out for 42 yards and two touchdowns. The next game, he went out with 110 yards. I mean, he was trending in the right direction. And now he doesn't even have to take on the number one cornerbacks. Now you've got somebody else coming back to town who will take a lot of those number one looks. Sign me up folks sign me up Daniel Jackson is going to be an exciting player and if the offensive play calling can be on point and that is a big if then this offense could be a fun one now we're moving in to player number five on the most intriguing for this list and that is Cody Lindenberg nine pressures one sack two hits six hurries 67 total tackles 35 defensive stops he was all over the field for the Gophers everywhere and I mean everywhere on the field for the Gophers and he didn't start playing major snap counts until week seven week seven is when he got his first look at major time on the field and he did not look back he absolutely took over from that point and he made it exactly clear on what coach Fleck has said about Cody Lindenberg on multiple occasions now He's just scraping the surface of his potential. And Coach Flex said he truly believes that Cody Lindenberg could be one of the best linebackers that has played for P.J. Fleck at any of his programs, bar none. As he continues to grow in this program, that's how high his potential is. And that is why Cody Lindenberg comes in at number five. He makes big plays and he takes risks at the right moments he will be a true centerpiece for this defense in 2023 and i am excited for the future to come he's got multiple years of eligibility left cody lindenberg from anoka minnesota is gonna be that dude now we're heading into number four before we get to the top three but we got number four any subtle guesses on what it'll be all right we've taken enough moments for that if you haven't guessed yet my number four for the Minnesota Golden Gophers is Chris Ottman Bell. Look, y'all, Crab was about to explode last year in the Big Ten, and I am here for him to do it this year in 2023 with Ethan Kaliak Manis. Now, people might be like, whoa, I mean, yeah, I thought Crab was gonna do good, but like, are you overselling it? No, I'm not. I'm not overselling it. If you actually look at the amount of time Crab got to play, he played two and a half games. Not even. He got injured in the, in the second quarter of game three. So maybe two and 2.3 games. Two games and a third of a game. That is how much time Crab played in 2022. And it was a devastating injury. But in that 2.3 games, two and a half games, whatever you want to call it, he had 214 receiving yards and a touchdown. Close to almost 100 yards a game. 
214 receiving yards and a touchdown in two and a half games. He was ready to burst. He was ready to blow up. He was ready to take off. An 80.1 receiving grade on PFF was second on the entire team for the Gophers. He's versatile. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can play the slot. You can throw a bubble screen. You can throw a tunnel screen. He can come across the middle of the field. He creates separation in his route. Crab is that dude. And Kirk Shiraka talked about how he felt for him because he could see he was ready to take that step, to be that guy, to be in a tier of the level of play like we saw from Bateman, like we saw from Johnson. Chris was ready for it, and he can be ready for it again in 2023. Now, you don't wish injury upon anybody, and Minnesota was devastated to lose him. But trying to see the light in the darkness, we get to see a year of crab with Ethan Kelly McManus at the quarterback, and we've seen the arm talent, we've seen the excitement, we've seen what could be, but we haven't seen those two on the field together. And that, my friends, could be something truly nasty for those Big Ten defenses out there. So that's why he comes in at number four on the list. Now, who made the top three? That's what we're going to talk about coming up next. <laughs> All right, Gophers fans, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Let me know who your most intriguing player for the Gophers is. Now let's give a quick recap before we hit these final three. At 10, we had whoever's coming in as the key guy on running back position, whether it be Darius Taylor, Zach Evans, or Sean Tyler. Number nine, we got Martez Lewis. You can yell at me in the comments about it all you want. I'll take it. Let's hear it. Number eight, we've got Beanie Bishop. Number seven, we've got Jod Joyner. Number six, Daniel Jackson. Number five, Cody Lindenberg. Number four, Chris Amabel. And number three, my friends, is Brevin Spamford. Just under 500 total receiving yards on the year. Third in the Big Ten in receiving yards. Third in the Big Ten in receptions. Also had multiple touchdowns. Number one run blocking tight end in the Big Ten. And number three run blocking tight end in the entire nation. On top of that, he was eighth in the nation in PFF grading when it came to the receiving grade across, again, all tight ends in the country. He could have went out in the 2023 draft and he could have maybe been a late day two guy, maybe early day three guy. He would have been a steal for some team out there, but he chose to come back. And I have little to no doubt at all that he will finish this year as a top three tight end in the entire country for the class of 2024 NFL draft. You heard it here. I'm ready. I'm planting my flag. I'm ready to put it out there. Now, Big Ten, I'm still wondering how the third in Big Ten, third in the Big Ten in receptions as a tight end, third in the Big Ten in receiving yards as a tight end, and the best run blocking tight end in the Big Ten didn't get an all Big Ten team. Got an honorable mention, which you'll take it. Respect it. But the fact that this man wasn't at least the third team tight end in the Big Ten? Come on, y'all. It's not rocket science. It shouldn't be that hard to figure it out. You gave the dude that had the most receiving yards, number one. You gave the dude that had the second most receiving yards and receptions, number two. But you gave the dude that had the third most receiving yards, the third most receptions, and the best blocking, four? You see the problem. I see the hate. It's fine. He's going to get what's his this year, and I'm excited for it. Now, 
All we need is the new play calling to mean more opportunities for Brev, more looks, more underneath looks to him. Because when Minnesota did that in 2022, it worked and it shows in the stats. But for some reason, they continued to get away from it in the games. Go a different uh, route, different looks in the game. Make it simple, folks. Who's going to guard him? Who's going to match up with him? Get him his looks because he is a weapon. Simple as that. Feed this man and boost his capital. Now, we're down to the final two. I said you probably won't guess my number one, and that's because my number two is Ethan Kaliakmanis. Ethan Kaliakmanis, that's right. He comes in at number two for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for the Greek gunslinger. I'm excited for the Magic 8 ball. Hopefully, he keeps the number eight so I can keep trying to make that nickname happen, but I don't think people are running with it. We'll see what happens there. But all the potential. Now he's got all the talent coming in, all the weapons coming in. Hopefully, a new, a new, better, more balanced approach on the offense with a new player caller taking over the play calling duties. The sky's the limit. And we saw what happens when you let the cat out of the bag, when you let the reins go and you let the dude do what he does in that Wisconsin game. Now, not only that, but if you look at QBR, the QB ratings across the entire Big Ten, Ethan Kaliagmanis came in as the third quarterback in the QBRs behind C.J. Stroud and behind J.J. McCarthy, ahead of Aiden O'Connell, ahead of Talia Tungavailoa, ahead of Peyton Thorne, ahead of Sean Clifford, ahead of all the other Big Ten quarterbacks. The sky's the limit. And when the Gophers don't hold their leash tight, when they let the reins loose and they let him play and they let him throw and they let it happen, man, oh man. He could do better than what we saw on the field last year. And that, folks, is what is so exciting. Being on the field during the practice sessions in the fall camp and watching him drop some absolute dimes that I was like, whoa, ha, ha, how did that happen? He's got the talent. He can be something special. And the greatest part, the best part of the entire 2022 season, 2020, I always do that, 2022 season, was to see the growth and the development and the avoiding of mistakes and the lack of turnovers as he continued to develop. And when given opportunities, making the smart plays, the right decisions, the growth in the field knowledge and understanding situations and what he can have and what he can't have and what shots he should take and whatnot at the certain points in the games, that, folks was the most impressive part of Ethan Kalik Menace's game in 2022. And as he continues to get more comfortable and take more on and be more focused and featured in the offense, the sky's the limit. I think when we come to these lists in the future, when we hit them in August and people are like, who are the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten? They're going to put Ethan at like number eight or number nine. Get ready to get ticked off because it's going to happen and you're going to jump on people's Twitters and be like, oh, you don't even know. Like, just get ready for it because it's going to happen. But Ethan Caligmanis has the talent to be a top three quarterback in the Big Ten. And I mean that with my full chest. I'll say it. He has that talent. He could be an NFL guy in the future as he continues to develop, but development is the key, and that is why he is so exciting for 2023, but he's not number one. Number one is Tyler Newbin. 
Tyler Newman came back as a man on a mission, and I believe he will do just that mission accomplished. All Big Ten second team last year? Nah, he's shooting for first team. Heck, he's probably shooting for All-American. 52 tackles, 22 or 20 defensive stops, one forced fumble, four, four pass breakups, four interceptions. Targeted 20 times in coverage, only allowed seven receptions for 158 yards. And hear me when I say this. He probably missed two or three interceptions by either going for a big hit or mistiming a jump last year. The man could have finished with dang near seven interceptions. He's coming. He's coming with a vengeance. He's coming to be that guy to increase the draft stock, to be the focus, the leader, the talent that we all know he can be. And he truly has the talent to be the best safety in the Big Ten. And I am ready to watch him get out there and go get it. So that's the top 10. Let me know if you disagree down in the comments. Let me know who I left off the list, but I appreciate you listening. I wanted to have some fun with y'all. Be sure to hit subscribe, like, comment, and leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat, Skyima. Go Gophers. I'll see you tomorrow.